Hello and good afternoon or good morning or good evening or wherever you are in the world. <laughs> this is episode 45 of Game Train. I'm like Cal- I'm Callan Davison and joining me is Carl Smith. Hello, here I am. <laughs> Hello. All right. So yeah, we've got episode 45 up for you. Uh, it is a episode full of Gamescom news. Also, uh, we'll be talking a bit about the new World of Warcraft expansion. Well, I'll be talking. Carl will be nodding along. Yes, yes, um, I will. We review We Happy Few, the uh, the controversial banned and then unbanned game here in Australia. Yes, yeah. And we'll be having a look back at the original Xbox in games uh, of our lives. But first, the news. <laughs> Shenmue 3's finally got another release, or its official release date now. It's been pushed back a couple of times. August 27, 2019. Wow. Okay. Uh, Dark Souls on Switch finally got its release date, which is October 19th. Uh, Spyro has been delayed. It was originally supposed to come out in September this year. It's been now pushed back to November 13th. Oof. Diablo 3 coming to Switch, which is better news. Um, it's going to be four players, wireless, or on the same screen, or online. And there's going to be a whole bunch of exclusive Nintendo content, like the Ganon armor, etc. Also, speaking of games coming to the Switch, Saints Rose the 3rd, which is a last-gen game. But yeah, it's coming to Switch, so look out for that one in the future. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, is... Uh, Coming out on March 22nd, 2019. I, I watched a video of someone playing it the other day. Like, proper gameplay of it. It looks awesome. Oh, man. I saw somewhere that people are thinking it's going to be harder than Dark Souls. Yes, because now, in Dark Souls and Bloodborne, rolling was your primary way to move out of the way of things. Now you can jump over things. Oh. Yeah, and you have to do it in some stages to dodge stuff. So it adds a new level of dodging to the whole whole game. Oh, so you can't just roll away from no, no, whatever. They've, they've changed it slightly that just rolling around everywhere is not going to work anymore. Oh, no. Yep. That's the, that's the Souls-like move. I know. No, there will be rolling, but also jumping. There'll be no new Assassin's Creed game next year. It's having a, a year off. But they have said that they will be continuing adding content for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Nice. I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, EA has announced that Battlefield 5's open beta will begin on September 4th for, uh, for early access and September 6th for everyone else. Uh, the beta will feature the new Rotterdam map for Conquest as well as the Arctic Fjord, Fjord map for Fjord. both Conquest Fjord? and it's, That's the Grand F-J-O-R-D operations. word, isn't it, you're looking at? Yes, Fjord. Yeah, fjord, yep. Do you know what I Fjord look, is, Carl? I don't know, but I look Fjord to you telling me. <laughs> <laughs> is that rude? I don't know. Uh, yeah, so, you know, look out for that. Preloading for the open beta starts on September 3. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 got its release date, which is March 8th. So we've got a Banger of a start to the new year next year. Ooh. Yes, we do. You wait uh, for like Sony to announce Last of Us Two in the first three months next year as well, just to. Oh, it'll be like one of those February. Um, <laughs> February twenty uh, second. Oh, no, yeah, it'll be like that. Um, what was that? Horizon Zero Dawn. Big game that time. Yes, Zelda. Oh, of course. Um, okay, so what else we got here? We got um, Player Unknown Battlegrounds PUBG 1.0 will finally launch on Xbox One on September 4th. Um, Supermassive Games, these are the people that uh, made Until Dawn, um, has announced that they're going to be releasing a bunch of more games. Um, they're calling it the Dark Pictures Anthology, which is just going to be a bunch of horror games. Uh, the first one is coming next year called Man of Medan. Um, and yeah, so it's going to be cool. Like I really enjoyed until dawn and they're going that same sort of theme of that. You make choices and every character in the game can die or live depending on, on how you go through it. Oh so, yeah. They're good at that. Yeah. So yeah, that should be, that should be good fun. Nice. Uh, Blizzard has announced a new map for Overwatch. 
uh, called Busan. Busan? Basan. Busan. I wish I heard someone say it before I read this news. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a control map themed around Diva. It's available right now on the uh, PTR Public Test Realm if you own a PC copy of the game. If not, it'll be out soon. Uh, and also, there's a new Diva short, which is really cool and has some really great action scenes in it. I just watched it today, and I love it. Man, they're good. Uh, it has been announced that uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider on uh, Xbox One X will have two modes of 30 frames with 4K or 60 frames with 1080p. Ooh, the world is divided. Uh, the Master Chief Collection is coming to Game Pass on Xbox Live on September 4th with all its um, online uh, content and all the games, everything all in one. So that's uh, possibly one of the best sort of value pieces of gaming out there if you're playing the Master Chief Collection on Game Pass. Uh, Life is Strange 2 got a its like launch trailer and it is coming out September 27. Uh... Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh, revealed a new mode at Gamescom called Spirit Trials, which is going to be like a um, speedrunning mode for the levels, and you get to race against other players' ghosts. And State of Decay 2 is getting DLC. It's called Daybreak, and it will be out September 12. Uh, Xbox have announced and added five shadow patterns and five camo pattern designs to add to the Xbox Design Labs for the custom controllers you can make on there, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, Bandai Namco announced a second story mode for Soul Calibur 6, and also they released a new game trade trailer for Tira, who is a new DLC fighter. Yeah, so she is um, like an old school fighter. She's been in there since part three. But she's been announced as a DLC fighter, so um, I'm quite excited. She was actually my favorite in part three. She's the one with, like, really big circle weapon things. I don't even know what to call them. They're like hula hoops with blades. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. All right. uh, Fallout 76 revealed a new feature. Well, actually, they just kind of showed off more about the building and things like that in the game. At um, Gamescom, they call it the camp feature, or C-A-M-P. And basically, it's it's like um, one of your normal workbenches that you had in Fallout 4 where you can build stuff, but now it's completely movable. So you can move your bases around, which is so cool. I wanted to do that so many times in Fallout 4. You know, I don't know if you ever did it, Callan, but the amount of times I tried to rebuild similar bases when I found a cooler spot. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to build I, here I now. would improve on my original design when I'd be building the new one. That's true, that's true, but the hours and hours and hours spent, I mean, I regret nothing, and I love all of it, but I think part of my, I think I've got eight days on Fallout now, and I'm very sure that at least four or five of those full days were spent building. Um, Also, they showed off, like, mining for materials, um, you know, and and killing people and salvaging all that stuff, Um, to find materials for building. They also showed off sellable custom weapons and armor that you can sell to other players for in-game currency. So you can just run around, find cool rare stuff, build really cool custom weapons, and then sell them. Cool. All right. Yeah, sounds good. And that's the news. All right, now we're on to the section where we talk about the games we have been playing Wow, okay. Oh, yes, exactly. Wow, we're about to talk about that. <laughs> oh, wow. Or should I let you talk about Fallout 4? Because I know you jump back in. So I'll, I'll let you say your piece before we go on to the, the Say wow. my piece. Yep. All right, well, I've been playing, firstly, uh, a few little notes. One is Okami. I've finally jumped right into that properly. Uh, it just came out for the Switch, and I think that's the best place it's ever come out for. One, because it's beautiful on it, especially on the portable screen. Um, and being portable is just so good, you know, for just anything. But Okami is like a game that they didn't have to, you know, compromise on to put on the portable machine like they did for some games like Wolfenstein 2 or whatever. Uh, this is like a full, huge, beautiful, stylized game uh, for people who are cray-cray and haven't played it, like myself. It's very much like a Zelda game. A lot of people say it's one of the best Zelda games, even though it's not a Zelda game. Uh, but you play... 
as this like godlike wolf and you learn powers and so on and so forth. It's a giant adventure. I've been loving it. I think um, one of the main things in it is you do a lot of painting with this thing called a celestial brush and you can learn lots of moves with it and you used to have to paint with like analog controls or it was on the Wii once so you could use the Wii controller but using your finger just right on the screen is perfect for it like it just makes sense and it it feels awesome super intuitive you don't even have to trigger it you just start painting at any time and you actually almost feel pretty godly like you just swipe trees in front of you and they just cut them and they fall apart so yeah i've been loving that Uh, aside from that i've been prepping for the new um playstation 4 tetris which i completely forgot the name right now because i've just had a mind blank yep anyway that one but so i've just been playing more of the puyo puyo tetris yep on the um on the switch and i've been trying to just get these outrageous scores so i've been getting a little bit obsessive with it and i found out something really interesting and that is that i exclusively use the um the switch the small joy con controllers instead of using my pro controller even when i'm playing it on the tv like i put on the tv and i use the pro controller and i just cannot play tetris as well i'm not as fast my scores aren't as good i can't move everything around as well as I want and then so I immediately switch to the two Joy-Cons in their little adapter thing and it's just so much more comfortable so I thought that was interesting and worth mentioning because those controllers actually are really really comfy for some games like you know when you put them inside their um, adapter thing to make the one controller while you've got on TV so Mm -hmm. for anyone out there who still hasn't bought a pro controller and it's thinking, like, should I spend the 100 bucks? Uh, you know, is it a full 100% necessity? Like, I don't know. I think maybe give it a go first and really try and play a game with those. Because it, it seems like... Uh, I played Zelda a lot of those controls. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it, it, especially to people new to jumping into the Switch and stuff like that, it seems like, like a shitty version of mm. you playing the two little Joy-Cons and thinking, like, oh, this must be just the crappy way to do it until I can afford the pro controller but i think there's such a viable option like they are wonderful yep. um i love my pro but just for some games that is plenty and perfect um nice. yeah so that aside i have been playing a lot of fallout 4 uh because i'm just so hyped for fallout 76 um and i'm so glad to find out especially after watching gamescom that the building mechanics are going to be quite similar because i've been getting right back into that so i feel like i'm really ready again because there's a lot to it especially with the power stuff i'm trying to get my head around power again yeah so it's really cool the generators and switches and all that kind of stuff um playing a guy is really fun i wasn't i I played as a girl first time and the all the voice acting is different and it's really fun to play as that and and see that it looks stunning now i never jumped in once they did the 4k update it's heaps smoother the frame rate is gorgeous uh and i should have done this ages ago so yeah nice. i'm loving it that's me that's the games i've been playing i got them out as quick as i could now cool. callan go i haven't been playing much that's true actually he hasn't been playing much else at all i just put 80 hours into world of warcraft in like a week and a bit Jeez, i know is that hours or kilos <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. How's your so, training, buddy? <laughs> so, the new expansion came out last week, Battle for Azeroth. I was like, all right, here we go. I was back on the WoW hype train. New character I made, gave him the boost up to 110. I'm playing a warrior this time. Hadn't played a warrior at max level before. Um, You know, the uh, in the morning, it actually launched in the morning in Australia, which was really cool. So, sitting here with my coffee ready to go. Boom, the thing starts. Everyone runs off. And we just start leveling. It is so much fun when that game is back to like an expansion level again where everyone's on the same playing field. Uh, yeah, and the community's all there ready to rock. Yep, and there are people <laughs> everywhere. Like, I mean, there are just people jumping around, chats going nuts. It, it is so much more fun than when it's the expansion's like a year old or whatever and then it's hardly went on on. People just log on for raid nights or whatever. Like, everything is brand new again. It gives that feeling of discovery and you're checking out these new zones, which are huge. Like they've, they've made these zones bigger than the old ones. Like there aren't as many this time, but they're just bigger. 
Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the leveling process in some ways. In some ways, I didn't. Like, I did it in a day. I, I went from 110 to 120 in a day. Um, okay, is that way faster than usual? I don't know anything uh, about that. No, because last time I went from, um, I think, 100 to 110 in a night. Um, so I think I did this one a bit. I think it took me 15 hours, and this took me 12 hours and 55, 56 minutes around there. Okay. So, okay. yeah, I was uh, I was looking at the time and all that as I was, like, sort of smashing through it. So, originally, I was going to sit down and read all, like, the lore and all that sort of stuff. And, nah, I, I just got too excited and just started just running through the content. Just smash through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, the zones, as I said before, like, a, a great... I, I really like the design of the zones, but the questing got a bit repetitive. It was always like, okay. oh, find some things and kill some things, or kill some things and find some things off them. Like, in the past with the questing, things have changed up from time to time. Like, they've, like, you know, th- th- there are little changes along the way, but I felt there was less changes than in the past, which was a bit disappointing. Um, they'd added new, like, more cinematics this time, though, which was kind of cool, like, throughout Ooh. the story. All right, and they're good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not the full CGI ones, but, like, just this sort of, I don't know, just this in, these in-game ones, which still look really nice. Okay, uh, so using the same game engine or, like, a yes. slightly better one? Yeah, or? pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, which I quite enjoyed. Like, they've been doing it for a few years now, but this is the expansion where I think they've had the most in the leveling process. Okay. So they normally have them at maybe at the end of raid or whatever. There might be a cinematic or whatever. And but this time, yeah, there was a lot more during the leveling process. There has been some in the past, but I felt there was more this time. Okay, so it's a bit more like story heavy. Yeah. Oh, cool. oh I guess like it's it's hard to tell um, because it, talking about story heavy. So they've split it this time in that alliance started on one island, and the horde started on another island. Okay. So we had three zones on Kulturas where the Alliance level up. And um, over on Zandalar, the Horde have three zones over there as well. And they level up. But we don't see the same story. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing all stuff over there and we're doing stuff on our island. And then it's not until later on in the game where you do like this war campaign when you go across to the other island and you set up a base and stuff. But you never see their story. So if you want to experience the full story, you've got to play both factions. Wow, have you done that yet? No, because I don't. Oh, why play are we Horde. even talking? I don't I'm play just Horde. Kidding. Oh I wow, don't, don't play Horde. No, I just I just play Alliance. I, I've got I've made a Horde character now, um, ready to try it, but I I haven't gone and done it yet. Wow. Okay, so that's. But that's I, I was a bit disappointed in this because it's like it's normally it's like there'd be some quests that were a bit different, but most of the time you're going through the same zones. Well, I didn't see a Horde player until I was level 120. Which was just weird. Wow. Okay. So you're you're just kind of filled with all the samey kind of stuff, then surrounded by your own people. Yeah, surrounded by our own people, and, that, and there's no like because now they've made it so you can turn PvP on or off. And if you have it on, it's called War Mode now. If you have War Mode on, you get ten percent extra experience points in that. So everyone turned it on at the start of the expansion, of course. You yeah, know. wow. Um, and then it wasn't until, yeah, 120 that I started bumping into Horde again. And then, and then this is where the game, as you, okay, so you play any other game when you're leveling up and you feel that each level you're progressing and getting stronger, right? Yeah. Well, Blizzard have brought all this scaling into the game. Now it's that the, the enemies level up with you. They had this in their past expansion pack, but now at max level, as your gear gets better, the mobs hp is increasing and their damage is slightly increasing and stuff like this oh so it kind of feels like you're at the start of the game forever yeah in a way eventually the mobs do cap out and your gear will overtake it and i think i've gotten to that stage now but it's been really frustrating oh wow i've got this new armor and stuff oh cool the mob's got another thousand hp uh... it's, a bit, it's a bit frustrating and then the other weird thing with the scaling is that it's really hard to explain how it all works, but as you go up levels, your haste and your critical strike rating all drop down until you reach max low and then you get new gear and it goes up again. So as you're 
leveling, like you're level 114, you might have 25, 30% crit. And then like a level 120 might then only have 15% crit. It, it's, Man, that sounds like Chinese. Yeah, it's, it's strange, but bear with me here. Now, they've also made it so PvP scales in the world, right? So I go and fight a level 114 guy. He's actually got better stats than I do because his gear is better because he's brung it over with the best gear from the previous expansion and his stats haven't dropped off yet. So I got well. floored by like low well. And I'm like, this isn't fun. That's so random. So actually Blizzard have come out and said today and they're putting in a fix to make 120s be a bit better against lobies in PvP now. But it was bizarre, hey. It's like, I was getting chased around by like level 114s in groups. And I'm like, I can't fight you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was, yeah, that was bizarre. Um, So I've started the, obviously, the gear grind at max level now. Um, I've done all the base dungeons on Mythic, which is the hardest level you can do them on at the moment. And they've been it's fun. Some are better than others. Like, um, I feel like there's a lot more trash in the dungeons at the moment. Like, you know, just enemies that you just got to fight through to get to the bosses. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I've got a couple of favorites and a couple I don't really like that much, but uh, it's it's been pretty cool. Yeah, so um, I'm sort of getting almost, my character's almost ready for raiding pretty much, and the raids come out in another two weeks. Oh, wow, they're still not out yet. Nah, nah. So, um, yeah, the raids come out then, the Mythic Plus, which is like, you can do your regular dungeons, but then you can make it harder. It can go, every time you do it, you get a keystone, which unlocks a higher version. Okay. And so it gives the enemies in there more health and damage and extra abilities and things like that. And you can keep pushing keystones up so you get up to like Mythic Plus 10 and Mythic Plus 15 and, and things like this. Holy They're also shit. releasing the new Warfronts, which is like this sort of... You play against computer characters, but it's like almost like the RTS style that some people have to go out and get materials and things and then others have to, I don't know, fight things. And and I don't really kind of understand how it works until I've seen it. So that comes out when the raids come out as well. So there's a bunch of locked content at the moment. So once you are max level and you have played through all the dungeons and you have gotten geared up, there's not much to really do. Wow, except kind of wait around. At least there's more coming, though. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of... I mean, it's annoying that they cap it, but it's yeah. cool that it's coming. It's like a double-edged sword, really. Yep, yeah. And uh, oh, there's, there's these other little things that's hard to explain again. There's... Um, you get uh, the special neck piece, which you can upgrade by getting like power for it. It's called Artifact Power. And then every okay. level it goes up and then that allows you to use certain abilities on like certain pieces of other gear you've got. And it's annoying when you don't have your neck piece upgraded to the level to use these new abilities on this gear that you get. So like my neck piece is level 18 now, but I've got gear pieces that have abilities locked, but I need this neck piece at like level 21 and level 22, etc. But it is, it is one big grind to level this thing up. Like, it needs, like, I think another 20,000 AP to go up a level now. And a lot wow. of the things you do to get AP gives you maybe, like, between 50 to 100 to 150 AP. Wow. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the grind of Monster, world, Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... In that can, way, it, like, gear-wise? And now, the, these neck pieces are designed to work over the expansion, but what's frustrating is that you have all these abilities locked on this gear, it's like, well, it's locked. I can't use those cool new abilities until I level up the silly neck, which could be weeks and weeks away. Wow. Hmm, that's a, that's a little bit forced longevity for me. Yeah, yeah. So there's things like that, like which that. I'm like, uh so I'm going to give the, the raid to go, or the raid, when it opens. Yeah. Um, and have a look at the war front in a couple of weeks as well. Um, and see how that goes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so it's uh, Battle for Azeroth. So what, it wasn't my favorite expansion going in, but I did really like the, the... The thing that I liked the most was the design of the new zones. 
Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, just really pretty looking zones. Except so for except for one of the horde zones, which was a bit of a desert. But the, the oh, rest yeah. the rest was quite nice. So not your favorite, just just eighty hours in a week. Yep. Yeah, bit of a low. Yeah. Bit of a lull there in the old wow world, hey. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's um. That's, oh, and also so for those wondering, the quickest person in the world hit max level in like four and a half hours. Well, there you go. Yeah. That is mental. And yep. you did it in twelve. I uh, almost yeah yeah high twelve yeah. Call yourself a gamer. I know, Rubbish. right? I know. Just, it's it's just it's like these people must have played the beta and worked out a full plan of attack or something. Yep, had it all written out in their control room. Yep. Nice, nice. All right. Um, yeah, that's about. Yeah, that's about. That's all I've been playing, I think, and that's all you've been playing besides our big Kahuna. Uh, all right. Yeah. So our feature game. Let's roll into We Happy Few. Right, so We Happy Few is developed by Compulsion Games and published by Gearbox Publishing. So this is the game we spoke about in news probably a month or two ago that had been banned by the Australian Classification Board due to the themes in the game. Yes. Around the drug joy, and the Australian Classification Board said that the uh, it promotes uh, positive drug use. Yes. How did you find that related into the game itself? So that that band's been overturned now because they yes, re- they resubmitted the game. They had another look at it and they went, actually, no, it's not. So it got, I think, an R rating, did it? Uh, great question. I didn't actually look at the rating. Yeah. You never really notice when you buy it digitally. I know, you know? I know, yeah, yeah. So how did you find that the... Because were you thinking of the ban that happened when you were playing? No, I mean, I thought of it when, you know, as I downloaded it, and I was like, yeah, this game got banned, but not anymore, ha ha, how funny. But then as soon as I started playing, it just didn't even cross my mind. It didn't seem any more or less, like, risque drug-wise than any, like, the drugs are a big part of it, but they don't, like, yeah, make it look great at all. Like, it doesn't, it's well, not, like, pro-drug use. No, it's not. Like, okay, so the story of the game, it's set post-World War II, um... Yep in um england somewhere and yep. it's it's sort of like almost like a oh, how would you describe it like a it's like a world where everyone is taking this drug called joy which makes them not see any of the bad stuff that's happening in the world yeah it's it's um for some mysterious things that you know part of the story they don't really want you to know but they reveal little bits and pieces but the world is like completely gone to shit and the only way, instead of, they can't fix it anymore, so the only way to get over it or, you know, live through it is to, like, sort of put a um, chemical veil in front of them so they don't know what they're dealing with. And, you know, the early reveal of, like, it was in the first demo and trailer of, like, a, a piñata full of lollies is actually them bashing up a dead rat and then eating it. Yeah. But, you know, they can't see it because they've taken their joy and so they see the world through these rose-colored glasses and everything's a bit more bearable. Yeah. Yeah, so you play... Uh, well, there's three scenarios in the game. In the first scenario, yep. uh, you play as Arthur. Yes. Uh, yes he, he's sort of like a guy that works in a place where it's sort of like a government censorship of, of things, isn't it? Yeah, like news articles and stuff and choosing and approving which ones get seen by the public yeah I, I sent everything through by the way i was just like yeah whatever people can see everything oh did you yeah i i read everything oh really i spent too long on there oh wow okay that was my main runtime of the game i think <laughs> <laughs> wow so it, it's a it's a first person game yes, kind yes of, it is. yeah open world well kind of it's well see and it's Randomly procedurally generated as well, which I didn't know going in. Yes. Which really threw me around for 
ages. I was like, what in the hell is going on here? Because it doesn't look like your typically procedural, procedurally generated game. Yeah. You know, like it really, because, and it's, it's not that big. And so you think, oh yeah, small. And it feels like it looks like Bioshock. Everyone's been comparing it to that. And it's, it's like, it's not our fault. It's because they were just clearly influenced, you know. Yeah, by, you, can, you can see the big Bioshock, uh, Bioshock influence there. Bioshock indeed. That's that's a great name. We should have called that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Bioshock. Yeah. Um, that is brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can definitely see the influence there. And um, because of that, it made me think, oh yeah, okay, these are like handcrafted environments and like levels that are, you know, created by people for you to discover things and, and go through them the way they are. So I'm taking note of everything and I'll leave an area and then I come back and go like, wait, what? Why is that? Th- What's going on? Is this part of it? Is this part of my drug thing? Uh, all right. And then I'll come back to another area and everything will be changed again. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I had to actually look it up because I didn't know going in that it was oh, right. procedurally generated. Yeah. Which I wish I did. So I'm telling you guys now, if you're jumping in this, it's not just all created and made as one solid world. It's made up on the fly half the time. But only half the time. Some of the cities and some of the landscape things are like, as is. I just got so confused with the environments, to be to be completely honest. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's a first person game. Um, and it's, it's revolving around mostly stealth, I felt. Um, that it wasn't really yes. open combat with anything. Like you do get like bats and and things like that, but it's, it's mostly, not a shooter. Yeah, you should be hiding and sneaking around as best as you can. Yeah, with the awkward AI. Yeah, and and also all at the same time, you have you should be surviving. It's a survival game. Yeah, so there are survival aspects in this as well that you got to um, eat and drink, and then you can get sick and and things like that. Um, and yeah, you, and you, if you, you set the you can take so if the you set drug. the difficulty much, well, uh, we have some serious delays. You go. Oh, uh, yeah. You can take the drug if you want. Uh, well, you have to at some stages, actually. But you can't yes. have too much of the drug. Uh, this is why I couldn't understand why the game got banned. Because if you take too much of the drug, you OD. So, yeah, that was a bit, you know. Um, yeah. And I felt there was no real benefit of taking the drug unless to get through certain parts of the game. Yes. Yeah, it's it's definitely not like a superpower. It doesn't help you in any real way. No, no. Uh, look, I I just felt the game was just a bit lacking. I, I think it was lacking in that it was... See, it's a bit funny for me because there was something missing because there was too much there. Yeah. Like the, like the thing with the survival mechanics i i get they were you know making a survival game but it's like it originally started as a survival game only in early access and then they developed the story later on yeah i i um i do realize that so they went through the early access and they had um uh the players and the fans saying like well this world looks so intriguing we want to know more about that that's what you know that's what'll make us buy so they're like all right cool we'll tell you more of a story Uh, and so they went the story way but i guess that survival thing is why they have the like procedurally generated worlds and like more about kind of just finding your way around it and figuring out how to live by getting medicines and foods and different waters and all that kind of stuff which then when they added the story mode and tried to make it more linear i guess that threw the mechanics out a bit and made everything clash because they're trying to make it this linear story at the same time as trying to make it an open world survival game while also trying to make this, like, I say unique, but I don't really want to say it because it's like, it's like the game feels or is going for this, like, unique world look, but it's, like, so overdone already at this stage, I feel. Like, this weird alternate future universe that's kind of old school in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, and things, like, I don't know. Where everyone Bioshock has these masks then, on. Yeah, like uh, once, like when Dishonored first came out, even though Bioshock already existed, D- Dishonored was such a standout because that was so unique. It was like old school, British sort of looking, and all this like strong accents and weird steampunky technology, 
Um, and, you know, instead of this heavy, like, American media, it was all sort of British and proper, but, like, all this weird, like, the whale hunting. And it was really cool and gritty. And then this game feels like kind of that again. You know, like, not the same, but the uniqueness is, it feels already done. So without that, which I think would have been such a cool pull for We Happy Few, if it was as fresh as the game seems to feel it is. But I jumped in there and was just bored of the world. And I didn't want, like, the world seems like it should be so interesting. But I just, I just didn't care. And I wasn't, I don't know, something wasn't clicking for me. Yeah, I, I felt also like the AI was way off as well. I was just weird at times that the um, enemy NPCs would like climb up on things and just sort of stand on things. And then I, I think I saw one fall through the ground. Like there was a lot of yep. bugs and weird things like that going on. Uh, the oh, stealth aspects, bugs, yeah. the stealth aspects, you think you're sneaking, but then you get seen. But then you're trying to distract them with bottles. But then they, they don't even look at the them. Noise was I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, frustrating. It was, sometimes it was just easier just to run past everyone. Yeah, yep. Because if you run a corner and then hide in a bin, they will never find you. Ever. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not like Assassin's Creed or um, or Metal Gear. Now yeah. that's a game that has the hiding. You know, And you're like, oh no, are they going to poke me? Are they going to check? Yep. Maybe they will. Oh God. And you're so scared. In this, you're like, I'm good. And there's just no tension. Yeah, yeah. Like, and... Did you feel some of those atrocious loading times? Uh, no, not really. Oh, some of them for me were like over a minute. Okay. Like huge. Um, You know, we're saying all this stuff, but it, we also have to mention that this is an indie game. Yes, it is. That is that is definitely something we got to say. Like we should have said that off the bat because it, this seems like these seem like huge problems for a game that is... um that looks like this, but I guess one of the curses of We Happy Few is that they made their game look so good in a, in a way that you kind of just assume it's a, a AAA title. Mm-hmm. And then so the problems, which are, if you play a lot of like these kind of, you know, early access PC 3D games, you're used to these kind of bugs and these like things going wrong and weird stuff. But because especially us console players, like like myself, when a game looks like this, we don't think in our brain like, oh yeah, indie game, we'll give them the slack. I go in going like, all right, this is a AAA, this is Bioshock. Oh yep. wow, all these things going wrong and all these glitches, this well, is horrible. You're you're saying it's not an indie game, which is, well, which it is an indie game, but at the same time, yeah. it was priced as a AAA game. Yes, that's very true. Like, that is very we're, true. We're talking like ninety plus dollars on the online stores, and you can only buy it yeah. online at first. It's now out in stores, but at first you could only buy it online. That's very expensive for an indie game. Very expensive. That's that's a great call. That kind of just that kind of takes back my comment, and it's like, no, you have no excuse if you're going to charge us AAA. Yeah. No glitches, please. Yeah, no it people should, it flying through. It should be charged things. as an indie game. Like I, I think the price was. Way over than what it should have been priced. Yeah, at. sixty bucks. Yeah, and I think this would have made more sense. Yeah, but in saying I mean, all this, this, what do you give? We happy for you. Like, how do you rate it? Oh man, I'm I'm glad I I'm only halfway through my list, so I won't go too far through it. I I had like I had the goods and the bads. Yeah, I should read the goods because I've been smashing the bads right now, like lots of glitches and um pointing to objects is super clumsy and I could never quite pick anything up that I wanted to and that there's no shooting as much as I thought it was a shooter. So it's mostly melee, but the melee feels completely unresponsive and unsatisfying. And also talking to myself is annoying and unnecessary. And there's so much exposition while you talk to yourself that it feels forced and yucky. Anyway. And the main character of Arthur was very drab character as well. Oh, Goodness. Um, all right. So yeah. in my good list, I had the custom difficulty. I really liked that because they had, you could choose, uh, you know, easy, medium, hard or custom. And in custom, you could choose easy, medium, hard for all different categories like combat or survival, you know, or those kind of things like all separate. And I thought that was quite brilliant. Yeah. Because sometimes you want to explore uh, and you want that to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. But 
you don't want to deal with fighting or vice versa. You, you want a you know, bit of a challenge in the combat, uh, but you just want to run through all the exploration stuff, so on and so forth, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Too bad it's wasted on this. Um, and also my other thing in the good list was it's an immediately intriguing story. Yes. But, and then I start my bad list, and that is, but I just just don't care after yeah. a while. Like, it was intriguing, and then as soon as I jumped into the world myself, I found myself just more busy, like, looking for rotten carrots to eat, and then trying to find a potion to make myself not sick. And Yep. I, it just felt like the mechanics just didn't flow together quite right. There's lots of cool ideas, but it's kind of like these guys were, like, all wanted to make a different game, you know, all the different parts of the studio, and they were like, oh, let's all put it into this one game all at once. Yeah, yeah so... So what's your I score? Guess, <laughs> well, let me see. I give it a 4.9 carriages uh, out of 10. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, my logic was... I mean, I did give uh, Metal Gear Solid Survivor 4.5, which yeah. is still the worst game I've played this year. Okay. And this game, I at least could play it yeah you know it was it was playable so it gets a little bit more than that game did so yeah that's that's my explanation 4.9 carriages out of 10 okay i was intrigued by this game but i was let down by just how the game felt and played uh the main character wasn't very interesting that you start off as um as you know you play as two other characters but you know this is the start of the game so you know yep uh, the price was too much for what the game is. Yeah, which, that's very sadly, true. Sadly, I'm going to hold it against it because... Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's fair. It's not normally like, you know, no. you can't always use that, but this no, time it no, makes sense. No, but this time it is an indie game, but charging 90 bucks for an indie game is not on. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd, I don't think there's any indie game I'd pay $90 for. Well... I think I might pay $90 for Inside. Yeah, but that's... But is this before you... If you had seen Inside up on the store for 90 bucks before you'd ever played it, what if you'd bought it? Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Yep. You're saying now after the fact, but, you know, like, going in, you shouldn't be... Okay, maybe now that game is worth that much to you because you love it so much, but... Yeah. You know what? Out- maybe... No Man's Sky is about the only indie game I'd pay that much for going in without yeah, knowing. Yeah, no, yeah, I understand because the hype around it was... was exactly. Huge. But um, then I was quite disappointed afterwards as well. But yeah, um, yeah, we're happy for you. I don't know, it just it just didn't grab me and I was a bit sad by that because I'd been looking forward to this for a long time. Even before the banning controversy, I was looking forward to this yes. game. And then when Same, the and then we were happened, so happy. When, when the banning yeah. happened, and then <coughs> it, it, the hype got a bit higher and then they unbanned it. I was like, all right, let's play this game. Big letdown. Um, I'm going to give it a 5.7. Oh, nice. 5.7. So, yeah, I have played worse, but there were some things that were lacking. Yeah, it was, I mean, there was, there was, I'm not going to give it complete crap. There was some charm in there. Yeah. But, and you know, I I honestly want to say too, like, uh, some listeners might find it unfair that I've given it this score without playing all three characters. But my thing is, once I've put in 25 hours in there and I have no desire and it feels like work and it's just like complete dull and I, it can't get yeah. me to try the next two characters. Did you I finish the first part, character story? Couldn't. Could just couldn't do it. Like it yeah. felt like just hurting myself in yep. the brain. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to take drugs instead of play it. Oh, oh wow! Um, don't do drugs, people. We do not. <laughs> yeah, drugs no wonder the they wanted to ban it because the game is like maybe you should try these joy instead. If I had some joy, then maybe the game wow. would be awesome. Wow. Uh, yeah. So fair enough. Fair enough. Here we go. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that was we happy few. We are now rolling into that segment when we have a look back at the games of our lives. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the games of our lives. So this this time we're looking at our favourite game on the Xbox console, the OG Xbox. Yes. Oh, wow. The OG Xbox. Remember yes. that? Yeah. Remember watching those, like, 
promo videos for it and watching do you remember that girl dancing with the giant mech next to her doing the same dance no but i remember just thinking being with my playstation 2 and looking at the xbox and just going nah. well i had my playstation 2 as well but i remember thinking like this is this is microsoft like the the makers of computer games and like wow and bill gates and all the money this is this could be incredible mm-hmm. and I remember being quite hype. And how's that? And the Duke controller. Yeah, not a fan uh, of that old controller either. Yeah, you could you couldn't even reach the like start and select buttons. Yep. It was it was pretty weird. Yep. Yeah, I I had a bit of fun with my Xbox. Um, so, uh, what was your favorite game then? Well, I'm I'm quite old school and and straightforward. My favorite Xbox game was just the first Halo. Which I thought really? was really interesting. Really? Yeah. That was yeah, the yeah, I worst it. Halo in the entire series. Oh, you don't know. You didn't play it till 2018, and that's, no, that's the no, worst you were game. No, you were wrong. I played the original Halo back on the uh, original Xbox back in the day at a friend's place. Oh, uh, did you? Yes, and we were doing co-op, and I hated it. Because I'd played oh, man, games loved like it. Half-Life 2, etc., which were friggin' incredible FPS. Then I played this, and I'm like, why is everyone raving about this game? Well, because it was on console, so that was, like, half of the real reason. And because you could play it, like, with your friends, co-op all together on the same screen. The amount of times that we just, like, stayed up late and there was, like, vehicles in there. And we were, like, you know, drinking our oh, Red and Bulls the, and, and staying up with friends. Controls. And, oh, my gosh. Who let that through Q&A? Oh, well, they were fine for then. There was nothing to compare it to. Like, <laughs> take your 2018 brain off. <laughs> This was, it was pretty cool. I don't, there was no other experience like it. Like the, the huge sort of space opera, like all on, all on console, just sitting there with mates on a TV with controllers and just running around in these really huge worlds, killing aliens. I thought it was so cool. And that there even was a story. I was like, wow, I haven't had this kind of like outrageous, weird fun since Doom. (laughs) Fair enough. So I liked it. I thought it was interesting that it was originally unveiled as a Mac exclusive. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that, then um, I did not know they that. got the license over. Yeah, I just wow. I just thought, let me just quickly see if there's... And um, I didn't know that. I just found that out today because I thought, oh, we're going to talk about Halo. Let's see if there's any trivia that I didn't know. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I thought that was, that was kind of weird. Imagine, like, what a whole different world that could have been. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, but yeah, what about yourself there? Well, uh, I didn't your own the OG Xbox. I jumped on during the 360 era, but one game that I did have somehow, I don't know how I came across this game, where it came from. It might have even been yours. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. The original Fable. Yeah. Maybe I borrowed it off you and never gave it back. I think yeah, that's what it could happened. have been. You may have, because I don't have it anymore, and I did have that game. Yeah, yeah, I might have had your original Fable. Cool, you owe me Fable. Yep. Uh, I think it's <laughs> that game on, was I awesome. It, I think it's on Xbox Game Pass, so there you go. Oh, oh well, yeah, but technically. What I, what I loved about the original Fable is that um, was the whole system of that you could do good and bad things and then your character would change throughout the game. Yeah, it was so fun watching him. Like, Yeah, yeah, like, you know, he gets a bit evil, he grows some horns and things, but if he's good, he becomes all angelic, etc. And, and got uh, those, like, light lines through yeah. it, like vine, veins through yeah. it. Yeah. It was, it was a fun RPG. It was a really fun RPG. And um, yeah, the original was really, really, really good. Yeah, and it was like super charming. And there yeah. was like a lot of like cute voices. Yeah, that it was really cool. Great art style. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really, really, really good. I, I really liked the original Fable. Well, I really hope Playground Games are making a new one. Uh, there are rumors that it is in production well it came out from uh Lionhead originally yeah but i mean playground is uh, making a new open world game yeah and the rumors are that it's going to be a new fable game so yeah could and they are like um a uk company yeah yeah and so. yeah yeah if they do a new fable i'd be very very excited for it i think but i don't think it will be this gen no, yeah, you're right. I think we'd be looking at a next-gen launch title. 
probably. Or it could be a swan song title. True. Yeah. But you know, like some of the best games ever, like GTA Five. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You know, one that they make for both. One yeah. of those ones. Yeah, you could see that happening. But uh, we'll have Possibly, to wait and see. But- I reckon rumblings will happen around the next E3. There'll be rumblings yeah. of that. There was rumblings around this one and nothing happened. But now that yeah. uh, Microsoft has um, acquired Playground Games properly, yeah? Yes, they have. Yes. So I think yeah, maybe a year down the track we'll see something of that. Yeah, and you know, you're Fable. probably right. For next gen, like Xbox launch title, that'll that'll sell them. Did Fable Fable wasn't a launch title on the original Xbox, was it? I couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't think so. It feels. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It could have been. Yeah. So, quick question: What would you rather they um, reveal first next E3, the new Fable or Skate? Skate. Nice pause. Nice pause. Well, I, like I, that. I was picturing Fable skateboards for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it is a an open world vehicle nah, gaming no, skate, company. Skate hands down. Gosh. Yeah, but even now with Session. Yeah. No. 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 Skate. Session's an indie game still, so I I don't know how. I but feel what about if it that fills still. the What if it fills the void? It could if it does. Well, that's great. But um, look, Skate Four, mate. Skate 4 is what I want. Skate 4 is what the people want. EA make well, it. Another question. If it filled the... If, if that did fill the void, what would... What would fill the void for Fable? Oh. Nothing really, hey. Just another open world RPG? Yeah. It was a strangely not open world, though. It felt a bit more it like... It felt um, more like a fairy tale game. Yeah, but I mean, so's The Witcher, but in a weird way. Mm-hmm. But it was it had a uh, like a Final Fantasy X open worldness to it, where there was like a lot of enclosed paths. Yeah, yeah, but then two and three went open world, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's where that lost a bit of its charm. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of it was the storytelling and them like kind of not forcing you but kind of guiding you down ways they wanted you to go and it helped tell the story yeah and once they left it to the player it was like mm, not the same yeah yeah no um it was a very good game but uh bring on skate 4 and fable 4 skate 4 and fable 4 wow wouldn't that be nice i'm yep. curious about session i hope it's good was it even session is that what it's called yeah session's a new skateboarding game no one knows when it's coming out though ah uh, yeah, that's true. Well, hopefully it's good. Um, well, see, we're, we're asking each other a lot of questions already, hey? <laughs> so, you're just throwing questions at me this week, aren't you? Uh, I I felt like I was, yeah. I was yeah. just prepping for, for our next segment. Oh, I thought that was the next segment. Questions? Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Well, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, look, the people didn't write in this week. But, because of the people's vote, I've got actually a question for you. Oh, right. Okay, hit me. Okay. Why don't you like fun? Wow. 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 Well, I have I have a perfectly good answer for that. I don't like fun. People might think I don't like fun because that 80 hours you spent playing WoW this week, I actually spent reading the first Game of Thrones book. Yeah, I can watch um, that in like a couple of hours. And I'm I'm still in it now, and it's like the best book I've read in so long. Yeah, that that fat creepy bastard has got me. Uh, he is a genius. Like it, he's just it gets, so. It gets better when you separate from the show. Oh, I can't wait! But at the moment, I'm so glad I'm re- reading it. Um, with having watched the show already, I asked one of our friends, Degs, um, what he thought and I was telling him I was reading the book and he goes oh that book I put that down like after three pages because I just didn't know what the hell was going on yes yeah. and he said it's because he hadn't seen the show yet mm-hmm. and he's like it was just impossible and he's like quite a reader you know he's like he's not just some dude that just decided to read and was like ah oh, too confusing like he likes reading and he gets into his books and stories but he's like yeah not nah. didn't have a clue what was going on put it down I was like no nah, I can't handle a whole novel of that yet alone a series but Having the 
having the show in my head, I was like, yep, I know who that is. Yep, I understand that. Yep, next. And uh, it's so fun. It's almost like going through a game with a walkthrough. Yep. Yeah, very but, nice. Yeah, that's, that's why I don't like fun, Callan. Yep. Cool. Welcome to um, book podcast. <laughs> so it's your book week then. Book club. Yeah. Cool. But I'm afraid it'll be Game of Thrones for the next three years. Cool. I, I, I read the read. entire series in, I think, just under two months. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, I, you were I, on trains I, and stuff, yeah? I, yeah, this is when I was traveling. I started in June and, fi- and I'd finished by the end of August, all of them. Did you love it? I can't. I just can't get enough of it. Yeah, I yeah, wake I up loved in the it. day like, wanting to The first to one was good, but then I enjoyed it when it started deviating from the show and I didn't know what was going to happen. Okay, so you enjoyed it. But, More. This, but this was back when the show was only around season three or four. Okay. So now the show's gone past the books. Yeah, yeah, it has. But so, by the time I reach the end of the books, I'm sure that last one will probably be out. I thought that four years ago. <laughs> well, <laughs> it'll, it'll, I can't read them in two months like you did. It'll take me about four years to get through them, so... He's got a lot of time. Because I'm like, yeah, I'll have them all finished and he'll release the new one. I'll be able to read that. Nah, still waiting. Uh, I just hope I just hope nothing bad happens to him. I hope the best health for him. Yeah. I have the best wishes. Just, dude, just write it and don't get sick. I don't care how long it takes. But then he's still got another book out. to go after that. Oh, is there two more? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then sometimes the um, the volumes are two books long. Yeah, yeah like uh, the Dance so, of Dragons one, I think, was... Um, to yeah, to so maybe there. he could potentially have yeah. four more to write. Yeah, he could, he could, mate. He, he might not even know how it ends and just watching the show to see how they end it. I, I went to the book, like just the bookstore to check out the Game of Thrones section and I saw all these other books he's writing. I'm like, dude, put the pen down. What is this? <laughs> what is this sci-fi bullshit? Yeah, yeah. And he's like um, helping people pen like spin-offs of Game of Thrones season of things and that. And people are like, dude, just write the books, man. Like, Yeah. It's like, do your homework, bro. Stop, side, like, stop oh, doing yeah, your side quests. This book. And people are like, that's cool, but just do the other one first. Then you can do what you want. We don't care. Yeah, then go nuts. Even just write like a small three-page book and say like, this guy killed that guy, that guy killed that guy, this guy's the king at the end. I'm like, cool, thanks. Just at least give me yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give us a thousand-word wow. treatment on the ending. So, yeah, okay. I bet I bet you this is our listeners' favorite episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. <coughs> All right. Well, I guess we should uh, close up the episode then. We should. I mean, I do want to say you did ask me why I didn't like fun, so I had to answer you. Yep. Because yep. books. All right. Yep. Let's and, go. And I, I kind of want to get back to Warcraft anyway, so... Well, I, I want to go back to reading, so let's wrap this up, hey? Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> all right, so as always, we're going to finish off with the lame love and hype trains. But first up is the lame train. All right, what's your lame train, Carl? My lame train is that there's still no Netflix on the Switch yet. Wow. That's all. Okay. Mine yeah, is... I'm just oh. a bit sad. Maybe on the internet launch. Yeah. Okay. Is this going to be a recurring one until they do it? I mean, maybe. Maybe every now and then. If I can't think of something super lame, it'll just be Netflix again. Because okay. Netflix on the Switch, come on. Yeah. There's already Hulu. I've seen, I've seen people complain online saying, please don't bring Netflix to the Switch. We just want it as a gaming device. Go away. <laughs> just it's like, go How does away. it impact them? It doesn't at all. You know, exactly. Let, let people enjoy things. Yeah, don't don't get it, you weirdos. Go yeah. away. You guys don't go on tour enough. Yeah. Sorry, what was yours, Callum? Uh, mine is Spider Man. Yep, completely agree. That, it's still two weeks away. <laughs> yeah, and that and the, I think I, I th- dreamt I, of Spider Man last night. <laughs> oh, that's too far. Can yeah. I can I be so bold as to alter your lame train? Because uh, uh, seeing as it's your lame train, you can approve or dis- disapprove my uh, my alteration. And I think you should change your lame train to that picture on Reddit of that person who already has it. Oh, yeah. But he, yeah, yeah, that's right. So a picture came out on Reddit of someone that was playing Spider-Man the other day. So it is out there in the wild. So be careful of spoils and stuff, people. Yeah. Um, 
But for those that um, are into spot in the new Spider-Man game, there is a book out now as well. Um, it's sort of like a prologue to the game. So go check that out. Nice. All right. Let's go on to the love train. My love train is Dan Simmons from Born and Thread. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, he's our good friend. He, um, we've we've done a shout out for him before in our uh, shout out section that we sometimes have. Uh, he, he prints, he does uh, screen printing and stuff for shirts and stickers and posters and all kinds of cool stuff. And the reason he's in my love train is because he bought me an old school Atari copy of Frostbite and sent it to me in the mail. Um, And it was just the most coolest, rickety, wrecked, old, garbage copy, which was just so perfect. It's Frostbite in all its glory, and I want so bad to play it. I have an Atari 2600 sitting in my cupboard right now, so I might have to just connect it and see how I can... uh, if I can have a go, but I don't know if it'll fit into these new fandangled TVs anymore. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. But yeah, so that's my love train. It's my new copy of Frostbite. Thank you, Dan Simmons. Cool. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, the start of a World of Warcraft expansion. Every time. It is just chaos. Uh, there, yep. there, there are people everywhere. Everyone's excited and asking questions and trying to find things. Oh, it's just a buzz about it. This hype that you don't get any other time during the Warcraft sort of life cycle through an expansion. It's just that first, I reckon that first seven days, especially the first day, as soon as it turns on and everyone runs out and they finally got this new content to play and, and new world light zones to explore. It's just so much fun and it's so enjoyable and I can't wait for the next expansion already. <laughs> wow. They have you. Nah, it's it's the best time of, of, of Warcraft is when the servers are populated again. It's it just it's that's what makes the game. Mate, you're the reason they're never gonna make part two. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. Nice. That makes sense. Alright, let's uh roll right into that hype train. Hype train. You wanna you wanna do it on three, both of us? Okay. Okay, ready? Yep. One, two, three. The Man future Spider. of sex dolls. Oh. What? Um, what? Uh, Spider-Man. That's what I said. <laughs> what was yours? <laughs> I said man-spider. Oh, I said the future of sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So, it's, yeah, sp- obviously it's going to be Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It's so just so Spider-Man. Oh we... Are we uh, both just going to be like heartbroken if this game's like a like a six? Don't care. I played the swinging in the city. It's already like a seven. Oh, the sw- come on! The swinging is an eight point five. <laughs> Don't be unrealistically it's up harsh. There, it's up there. I'm I'm hoping it knocks Spider Man Two off its perch because I don't I never played Spider Man Two, so I don't understand the hype around it. But I was trying to watch YouTube videos on it the other day, and I'm like, this looks awful. Oh, Spider-Man 2 nah, was nah. I just boss. want this to knock it off that perch, and I want it to take the perch as the, now the best Spider-Man game. This is what yeah, Spider-Man me too. should be like. Like, this is this is it. I don't want this old 20-year-old game that everyone goes, yeah, but it's not Spider-Man 2. Yeah, how or come Spider-Man no Spider-Man beat Spider-Man 2? You, Spider-Man what, what, 2 was godlike. Go watch a video on it now. I played it. Go watch a video on it just for a bit. No. And then because, come back and talk to me. Because it's new school. You weren't you weren't there at the time. It's just okay. like Halo. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 was so awesome. And it was funny. Wow. Very funny. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Well, I guess uh, I guess that this, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, okay. that's us. That's us done for the We Happy Few episode. Now remember, you can find all our stuff already. If, well, you are listening to this now, so you've obviously found us somehow. But yep. if you want to check out all of our stuff, go to www.gametrainpodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook. That's where we do post up a lot of random things along the way on Facebook. And as the hype for Spider-Man intensifies, I think some stuff will be posted up there too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that is facebook.com slash gametrainpodcast. Also, follow us on Instagram. Uh, we haven't updated Instagram in a while, so we've got to get back into our Instagram updating. But yes, you can find yes, us on at gametrainpodcast.com on instagram there 
And if you want to tweet at us for whatever reason, we don't really use Twitter. It is there, but you know, uh, it, that is at Game Train Talk. Yes. But then next episode, of course, is going to be a review of Spider-Man itself. We can't wait to jump into the full thing of this. We played uh. it at E3. We came away with like one of the games of the show. Wasn't quite Forza level, but you know, it was pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, so that is out. Uh, September seven on the PlayStation Four is Spider Man. So yes. PlayStation people go get that game because it is going to be great. Ooh, I hope it is now. I know. I've just put a guarantee on this thing. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Next minute, everyone gives it like six or twos. <laughs> oh, two. Wee. <laughs> alright guys uh, thank you very very much for listening you got anything else to say Carl? I have nothing else to say except I love you all and good night. Okay. awesome alright okay thank you very much and this has been Game Train.